Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Philadelphia Phillies have their first doubleheader of the 2023 season in Chicago versus the White Sox. Who needs to step up for the Phillies to pull off the uh, rare doubleheader sweep for them? We'll break it down on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phil's baseball for, man, years now. Uh, you can hear me on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio. You can see me on NBC Sports Philadelphia on television side, credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member, and happy to be here as your host of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for making Locked on Phillies your first listen every day. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MLB60 and use code MLB60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Trust me, it works. Mine is getting delivered today. My package of HelloFresh with that code. So I know the code works. Uh, I know the meals are going to be great. Can't wait to go ahead and get the HelloFresh in here to uh, get everything all squared away and start uh, eating better than I normally do. So go ahead and give some love to our friends over at HelloFresh. Now, the Philadelphia Phillies, they have a double header against the Chicago White Sox. Yesterday evening's game was postponed due to weather. It's going to be cold with a chance of flurries. They didn't want to play baseball in the snow. I can't blame them. So you go ahead and you get a double header today up there on the south side of Chicago with the Philadelphia Phillies and Chicago White Sox playing. Now, I want to let you know something. We have a brand new partnership here at Locked On uh, with Sirius XM Radio. And uh, they're going to be a great new partner of ours. I want to let you know, of course, the Phillies play the White Sox at 4.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. Going to be a good game, good couple of games. Zach Wheeler throwing, Bailey Falter throwing, a couple of the top guys for the White Sox. We'll get into that. But catch every pitch of the Phillies uh, and their hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Phillies, and you can go ahead and check that all out there. Let's talk about the game one and uh, next segment. Of course, we'll get into game two, but we'll discuss a little bit with what's going on in this first matchup between the Philadelphia Phillies and the White Sox. And we'll also do a little bit of an overview throughout of how the Philadelphia Phillies normally play in doubleheaders. Because I'll give you a hint. It's not really well. Even when the team is playing well, they have trouble with doubleheaders. Um, so we're going to go ahead and look at game one today of the doubleheader between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Chicago White Sox. We have Zach Wheeler facing off against Lance Lynn. Both starting pitchers are 0-1 on the year. Wheeler with a 4.02 ERA. Lance Lynn, a 7.31 ERA. And his whip is up at 1.63, while Zach Wheeler's is only 1.4. Uh, about 16 innings pitch for both of them. 16 even for Lance Lynn, 15 and two-thirds for Wheeler. So it hasn't been a great start for Lance Lynn. Uh, remember, he's a guy that threw in the World Baseball Classic. We're talking about Lance Lynn, so arm might be a little bit tired. You'd think he'd be more worked out by now that he'd be throwing better, but just hasn't really uh, hasn't really worked everything out yet. And Wheeler, you could say the same, even though he's heading in the right direction. The ESPN analytics on this game give Philly a 53% chance to win, as opposed to the Chicago White Sox 47% chance to win. So advantage Philadelphia. It's a good sign. Always feel like winning the first game of the doubleheader uh, is a big momentum thing. 
obviously you can't sweep if you don't win the first one, but I think you gave yourself a much better opportunity in that second game if you're not going in there with a split too. So you go ahead and uh, look at a very big game for the Philadelphia Phillies who are 6-10 and 10, facing off against the Chicago White Sox. We're also 6-10. and 10. Got some lineups out here. So the lineup for the Philadelphia Phillies uh, for game one, it will be Bryson Stott leading off playing second, Trey Turner batting second, playing short, Kyle Schwarber batting third, playing left field, Nick Castellanos designated hitter, uh, Play, or batting fourth, sorry. Brandon Marsh playing center field, batting fifth. Jay Chiromito, seventh, catching, obviously. Alec Bohm is going to play first today, uh, but not Edmundo Sosa at third. We'll get to that in a second. But Alec Bohm is going to bat uh, seventh and play first. Jay Cave batting eighth, playing right. And Josh Harrison playing third base. Not Edmundo Sosa, Josh Harrison playing third, uh, and he will round out the lineup batting ninth. The last two guys, Cave batting 205 and Harrison batting 227 on the year, are the only batters in the Phillies lineup. Or sorry, Kyle Schwarber's also batting 230, but he has that home run ability. He's got those nine RBIs. Those bottom two guys in Cave and Harrison are really the net negatives offensively uh, for this team. But a uh, solid lineup. I don't hate that career against Lance Lynn. Let's just take a look at what the numbers are. Only five guys in this lineup have ever faced him. Now, Harrison is 10 for 33. He's got the biggest sample size. Uh, of course, being in the league probably longer than anybody else in this lineup right now. But Harrison bats 300 career against him. Jake Cave, two for five, bats 400 against him. So those bottom level guys, those lower guys we were talking about, historically, small sample size for Cave, bigger one for Harrison, do well against Lance Lynn. So maybe they'll have a nice day at the bottom of the lineup. J.T. Ramita's 0 for 7 with 3Ks career against him. Doesn't see him well. Nick Gassiano's 2 for 11 against him, 182. Kyle Schwarber, 3 for 14 against him, 214. So Lance Lynn has had some success against some of these guys, had trouble against others. Believe it or not, he's never seen Trey Turner in his career. And then you have the young guys, Stott, Bowman, Marsh, who haven't faced him yet, who won't be able to say the same after game one today. But uh, a little bit of an encouraging look, I would say, when you see what the lineup has done against Lance Lynn, considering... I trust Schwarber, Cassianos, and Romuto, and the guys that I don't really trust now at the bottom of the lineup historically have good numbers. So that's good. The Chicago White Sox do not have a lineup yet available, so we'll go ahead and see who they tried out. But we know Zach Wheeler's really, really good. Don't need to see the opposing lineup to know that. I really feel like today is going to be a game with the Chicago White Sox offense struggling the way it is and some of their big hitters not coming around yet, and the weather's still a little bit cold up there in Chicago, of course. I think today is going to be the day where we see Zach Wheeler's best start of his year. We could see a dominant like six innings worth of, I don't know, maybe four hit ball, maybe one earned run. If he goes six innings, one earned, you win this game and you get to the bullpen. And that's the other important thing that you got to keep an eye on, especially in game one. I know it's still just a three-game series, but with two games in the same day, you got to have your starters go deep to save the bullpen so that you're not throwing seven relievers today. Like, that would be a disaster for the Philadelphia Phillies. You cannot have a blow-up day. On top of that, if the offense explodes in game one, you're putting yourself at a significantly better advantage against the Chicago White Sox in game two. Because let's say they go out and do what they did against the Reds and score nine in the first inning, and all of a sudden you're getting to the bullpen in the second or the third or even the fourth inning. That puts you in a situation where you have a really good look at – having a weakened team in game two that you're playing against with less guys available in the pen. All of that stuff plays to the Philadelphia Phillies. So game one, the more important of the two to me, because you have your ace throwing, you have a lineup that looks really good. You have your guys out there that you expect to be able to put up runs and you're playing the team in Chicago. I know in both games, but uh, also in the first game, of course, and the same team, both games, 
that has not been swinging it that well and frankly hasn't been playing that well to begin with. So uh, things to keep an eye on as the Phillies get ready for game one against the Chicago White Sox. And for me, in game one, the player that needs to absolutely step up, it's Zach Wheeler. Your starting pitcher has to set the tone for the series, for the doubleheader, for all of this, and for his continued growth back into the ace that we know him to be in the 2023 season. So, yes, as long as Wheeler has a good start, I think the Phillies win. If Wheeler does not have a good start, they might still scrape out a win, but it puts them behind the eight ball for game two and then tomorrow for game three of this series. So, yes, the starting pitching is imperative, and it starts with Zach Wheeler. And the offense, I have faith it'll it'll produce I think these guys will hit Lance Lynn and the White Sox bullpen hasn't been all that great this year. So keep an eye on Zach Wheeler's start. That is paramount. Getting him to six plus innings in game one uh, is of utmost importance for the Philadelphia Phillies. So that's your preview of game one. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about game two of the matchup and a, a pitching matchup that doesn't as much favor the Philadelphia Phillies. We won't have lineups for that one. But we'll talk pitching matchup. We'll talk a little bit of overview of the two teams. And uh, also later on in the program, I'm going to tell you a little bit why I'm worried about the doubleheader due to the history of Philadelphia Phillies and doubleheaders. We'll break it all down as we continue Lock on Phillies. Oh, but first, let me tell you about my friends over at So Rare. They're one of our newest sponsors here uh, on the Lock on Network. It's So Rare, S-O, like so. R-A-R-E, like rare, as a revolutionary fantasy baseball game. I tell you about them all the time. But basically what it is, is you be, you go from a fan to becoming an owner because you have all these officially licensed digital cards featuring players from all 30 Major League Baseball teams. So you go ahead and check out all, all the cards. You get these points allotted when you're building your team. And you can draft this guy or that guy. And this obviously you can't build a great lineup from the start. But what you do is you play in these contests. They're two a week so they last about three to four days and you put your lineup together they play through just like a fantasy lineup and as you win contests you unlock new cards new prizes and everything like that and you can advance to higher stakes contests with even cooler prizes i mean listen to some of these prizes they have available you've got scarcity cards like i told you about new rare cards that can make your team better to help you win more contests further down the line game tickets merchandise signed jerseys vip experiences like meeting mlb stars all that stuff now prizes obviously vary depending on the competition that you enter but great prizes there from the friends over at so rare and listen they recently partnered with mlb all-stars juan soto and julio rodriguez to service brand ambassadors they got a lot of clout behind this a lot of great prizes that's how you know they're the real deal so go ahead and head to so rare.com slash locked on that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E dot com to draft your team of free players or free player cards, rather, set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. Okay, let's preview game two of the Philadelphia Phillies and Chicago White Sox series. Oh, and let me just remind you, of course, just like game one, which starts at 4.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, game two, which starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, the Phillies play the White Sox again. You can catch every single pitch of game two of the doubleheader, just like game one, and of the uh, Phillies' hometown broadcast, too, with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just go ahead and search Phillies, and you'll go ahead and see a matchup between, well, not Zach Wheeler and Lance Lynn this time, but it will be actually Bailey Falter on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies, Lucas Giolito on the mound for the White Sox. You know, I told you the percentages for the first game. Well, the Phillies not favored in game two, a 45.4% chance to win the game for your Phillies, according to ESPN Analytics. 
54.6% chance for the Chicago White Sox. And that's because Lucas Giolito is the better pitcher than Bailey Falter. Now, Falter is 0-2 on the year. Giolito's 0-1. Falter's got a 4-8 ERA. Giolito's got a 6 even. A 1-3-3 whip for Falter. A 1-6-7 whip for Giolito. And 15 innings even pitch for both of them. I mean, you're looking at a situation where these guys have had Relatively similar numbers. The biggest difference is Giolito struck out 16 while Falters only struck out nine. And Lucas Giolito is a proven major league pitcher. Bailey Falter is still a young guy who looks like he shows flashes of being good at the major league level, but you never know when he's going to have one of those starts like the Matt Strom start the other day where he didn't get out of the third inning uh, against the Cincinnati Reds. So that's why the advantage is what it is for the Chicago White Sox. But Falter's been really, really good. And uh, Giolito being a righty, gives the Phillies the opportunity to start their lefties. And there's no, there should be no thought about Bryson Stott sitting, Brandon Marsh sitting, any of these guys that you worry about lefty on lefty. Well, you're getting a right-handed pitcher against Giolito. It should be a very similar lineup. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Edmundo Sosa instead of Josh Harrison in the second game of the doubleheader. Uh, I don't think Harrison will play both. Uh, you may see a change in the outfield. It could be someone other than Jay Cave out there playing in the outfield, but uh, we'll see that when the lineups come out a little bit later uh, after game one. You'll have to, you don't want to put a lineup out and then something happens with some guy, someone tweaks something, and all of a sudden they're not available for game two. So obviously no lineup yet for that, but you got some opportunities. Now, I'm just looking down at some of the batting leaders just to give you an overview of where the teams are at right now. Kyle Schwarber leads the Phillies with four home runs. Uh, okay, fine. Luis Robert has five home runs for the Chicago White Sox. Pretty even there. Now, Here's the biggest discrepancy. Bryson Stott is batting 380 on the year. He's in the midst of a 16-game hit streak. He'll look to make that 17 and 18 games today with the doubleheader. Yasmati Grandal is batting 298. He's the leader for the White Sox. They don't have someone hitting over 300 that's qualified to be a league leader. The Phillies have multiple guys. They're just a better hitting team. And Zach Wheeler seeing that, he should be licking his chops saying, I can dominate these guys on the mound. That's why he's the number one guy in game one. And Bailey Falter should honestly feel the same way in game two, even though he's not as skilled as Zach Wheeler. It's a game where uh, the Phillies lineup is going to be the bigger factor in game two. I know I said Zach Wheeler is the X factor for game one. It's going to be a position player for me in game two. I'll let you know in just a second who that is. But also for RBIs, Alec Boehm has 14 RBIs. Luis Robert has 11. So you see... Robert's really been their guy. Yasmani Grandal has been their average guy to start the year. But you can work around guys in this lineup because the rest of the lineup isn't, frankly, that strong. So go ahead and keep an eye on the Phillies lineup in Game 2. And for me, the guy that needs to be really big in Game 2 is Kyle Schwarber. Uh, you're getting a righty on the mound. You're playing in Chicago where the wind's always a factor and the weather can be a factor this early in the season. And if it's a slow offensive day, like I do think it will be, despite the Phillies' offense looking better as of late. The long ball is going to be a huge factor, and Kyle Schwarber can hit it out of the ballpark as well as anybody in baseball besides maybe that dude wearing 99 in the Bronx. Uh, speaking of Aaron Judge, of course. But as far as players in the National League are concerned, Kyle Schwarber is very much proven. He's one of, if not the best, power hitters in the National League. If you need somebody to lose one, a lefty on a righty, with a chance to go ahead and hit the ball out of the ballpark in game two. I, I, of course, you can do it in game one as well. I'm just saying game one, I look at Zach Wheeler and I say, even if Kyle Schwarber doesn't go yard, the White Sox can't beat you if you have a solid start out of Zach Wheeler. In game two, with Bailey Falter throwing, I say, okay, the onus flips to the offense. 
Kyle Schwarber's your power hitter. He's a guy that's going to play in game two because he can DH. So, you know, he's going to be in the lineup and a home run from him could be a difference in that game. So he's my X factor. Maybe two home runs from Kyle Schwarber today. Who knows? Maybe he gets hot over the course of two games. And we'll see who gets hot in game one to carry over in game two. Bryson Sott also, while we're talking about X factors. Now, he's not the guy I want to point to, even though I do think he's going to continue to have a nice series in Chicago and keep that hot streak he's been on. This is a tricky situation for him. I talked in yesterday's episode about how, okay, uh, if you get hot for a day, a doubleheader can be a great thing. If you're cold for a day, a doubleheader can be a bad thing as a team. Well, it can also be that issue for a guy on a hitting streak. And I bet Bryson Stott would prefer to have a situation where he could just go out every day and keep in his rhythm. Well, now day off, rhythm might be off a little bit. Facing a couple tough pitchers in Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito, I worry that today is the day that the stop streak ends because you got to have a long day and keep focused the whole time. He's probably going to get like eight, nine, ten at-bats on the day. Uh, so whew, you got to really consistently put together good efforts and maybe he'll lead off hits in both games and I'll look like an idiot. But I worry about the streak that Bryson Stott is on. Uh, being sustainable over the course of a doubleheader. When weird things happen like that, it can throw hitters out of their rhythm. So maybe the stop streak ends. But he only needs one more game to be the Phillies' all-time leader in hit streaks to start the year. It would be 17. It would leave him alone. I guess in the modern baseball era, there may be guys further back that had longer streaks to start the year. But he tied it. Two days ago, uh, with his 16th to tie Puddinghead Jones, who we talk about, one of the great names in Philly's history. Now you have a chance to stand alone and even extend it to 18, my lucky number. So now that I say that, and it's my lucky number, maybe I do feel like he extends it today. Uh, I'm worried about Stott's hitting streak. So keeping an eye on him and if he stays hot and if he can put sustained bats together over the course of two games, not necessarily an encouraging thing because it's rare that you play double headers anymore. But it would be a nice thing to see, like, his mental fortitude to continue that. And same for all the Phillies. See these guys maybe get rolling. And maybe two games in one day and two wins in one day is what they need to really build build confidence. Because you beat a team twice in one day coming out. And uh, tomorrow, of course, we'll recap these two games. And we'll discuss everything as far as what happened in the doubleheader. But you sweep the doubleheader today, puts you in a real good spot confidence-wise to win the third game tomorrow and sweep your first series of the year. A sweep in uh, Chicago? Before you come back home and face the Rockies who are struggling, yeah, that'd be just what the doctor ordered for the Philadelphia Phillies. So that's all good there. But history, and we'll talk about it more coming up as we conclude today's episode of Locked on Phillies, history would tell you that the doubleheader sweep, it's hard to come by. I'll explain just how hard as we wrap up today's Locked on Phillies. Wow, what a what a lead in there. That phrasing, as Archer would say, if you watch uh, Archer, popular uh popular animated show uh it's been around for a while i don't think they still make episodes i think that's concluded but uh go ahead and check it out if you like some uh, some good humor and some good it's like a spy show but if you watch it you understand that reference that i made there in the lead in that i had to this this segment but let's talk about the phillies and double headers i don't know if you know this because i didn't but the last time the philadelphia phillies swept the double header was back in 2020 they didn't do it last year they didn't do it the year before splits or getting swept it's just it's really hard to continually beat teams twice in one day it's just it's long days 
momentum is a weird thing. Two different pitchers. A lot of times it's a spot start. Now the Phillies have a better opportunity than normal. The normal doubleheader is one that's pushed back later on in the season that you have time to prepare for that is normally with a spot starter coming up to keep your rotation even. So normally it would be like Christopher Sanchez would come up. Griff McGarry would come up. One of those guys from down in the minors would try and get you three innings in your first game, and then the bullpen would have to take it the rest of the way. And you end up having a bullpen game that throws off your whole equilibrium of your team and tires out some guys. And the Phillies don't have to worry about that today. Game was canceled or postponed yesterday. Zach Wheeler's start just shifts a day later. Bailey Falter starts on his normal day. So you have two starting pitchers going. I know the White Sox do as well, but this means you basically have two even games rather than a game where you have a pitcher who's disadvantaged against the major league lineup, them being not your average major league starter. So maybe that streak ends today of two years uh, plus without the Philadelphia Phillies sweeping a doubleheader. Crazy stat, but yeah, they didn't get any last year. They didn't get any the year before that. And it was only in the pandemic you know, under weird circumstances that the Phillies were able to do that. And I believe those were seven inning doubleheaders. So uh, these full nine, you're playing the full games. You got to take care of business. And uh, it could be a tall task to ask the Philadelphia Phillies to sweep today. But guess what? I'm fine with tall tasks. And that's what I'm asking them to do. I'm asking the Philadelphia Phillies, my expectation today, win both. These are both winnable games. You need them. You're in a spot where you could be eight and ten at the end of the day, which looks a heck of a lot better than six and twelve or seven and eleven. So uh, yes, sweep the doubleheader is the expectation. And if they do so, uh, you'd be hard pressed to find me on the next episode of Locked On Phillies tomorrow saying that uh, I'm not looking for the sweep of the series. So that's where I stand there. Let me remind you one more time: two games today, two opportunities to go ahead and check out the Philadelphia Phillies playing the White Sox at 4.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A couple of good games, a couple of good pitching matchups. You can catch every pitch of the Phillies' hometown broadcast of these games with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Phillies, so go ahead and check that out. It's going to be a great game, a fun series, an exciting one, and a very compact series with three games in two days up on the south side of Chicago. But you know who needs to make an impact. You know what my expectations for the Phillies are. Let's see how it plays out, and hopefully they can get on track and uh, build a little bit of momentum as they round out this short road trip, Cincinnati and Chicago, and get ready to come back home for the weekend to play the Colorado Rockies. Well, we'll break it all down and what happens on the next episode of Locked on Phillies. I will talk to you then.